I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Ron and Anian, it's not just smoking it. I smoked it, there was no problem. I moved on to the next thing. Did you smoke it properly? One talk over the line, sweet Jesus. One talk over the line. Sitting downtown in a railway station. The car doctor. The fuel pressure sensor is part of the fuel rail. Yes. So you'd have to be able to take the fuel rail apart. You'd have to be able to deal with discharging the high pressure side of the GDI pump. And if you make a mistake, the fuel pressure in that system will go right through your skin. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. You know, I thought I'd start off this hour with an email. Um, this came in this morning, and it, it, it kind of sets the tone for what I was thinking about this week, and, uh, and, and I missed all of you this week. It was, um, it was a busy week in the shop. We got a lot to talk about. A lot of things happened this week, and... Uh, you know, you go through life and you have your doubts about what you're doing and why, and then you get an email like this, and you know what, it kind of puts it in perspective. This comes to us from Jeremy, Jeremy in Washington. We've all talked to Jeremy. Jeremy's called up about his Silverados, and he's always fixing something, and he writes to me this morning. He said, Ron, I listen to a lot of car radio shows on the internet. Like everything, they range in quality from good to terrible. I have come to realize what makes yours so good is that you are one of the very, very few radio mechanics that still operates a shop and repairs cars. This makes all the difference. Thanks for continuing to help all us shade trees by passing on your firsthand knowledge, Jeremy from Washington, D.C. And you know what, Jeremy? I, I, I really appreciate that. I kind of needed that this week more than you know. It was it sort of hit the spot. Um, one of the promises I always make to all of you out there listening is that, yes, 
Uh, the day you don't hear this radio show is the day I close the shop because I can't do one without the other because every week I am live in the base. I am fixing cars every day. Every day of every week, I'm in there banging away, just trying to make it work and figure out what to do. Peening a relief, making it work, borrowing a part, you know, getting the car out the door and moving on to the next thing. We had a salesman from Matco show up this week. I was going to open with a different story, but I'll, I'll tell you this one. It was kind of fun. Um, you know, Uncle Steve always said, he said, when you gain acceptance amongst your peers, you know you've arrived. And I never forgot that. And he told me that 30 years ago. And, you know, it, it means a lot when I think of those things. Uncle Steve had some pearls of wisdom. And this week, a Matco salesman. He actually wasn't a salesman. Matco is thinking of doing, uh, establishing a Matco tool route in and around the shop and they wanted to know would we participate and I, and I explained to him no and I said I told him why I said look I've got just about everything I could ever need and if I need something I send out for it and I said you know I've already got a snap-on guy stopping in and I don't want to get started with another tool guy and it takes too much time out of the week and too much time out of the day and it's just it's just too involved and I explained to him I said look I said you know I said I'm kind of a different shop I've got different levels of exposure I, I you know and then I talked to him a little bit of explaining the radio show just trying to get him to understand that I don't need every tool under the sun because I've got sources, I've got tools, I've got I've got what I need. He thought about it for a second, and I don't know if the bell went off in his head or if he was thinking, hey, let's see how smart this guy really is. I'm not really quite sure what happened. But, you know, Mo sat there and he looked at me and he says, can I ask you a question? And it was kind of funny because Shelby Jimmy was there. He was actually computer Jimmy this week because we had a hard drive crash on the shop management software machine, which I'm going to tell you that story in a little while anyway. And um, he said, can I ask you a question? And Jimmy kind of looked up at me and gave me a shot in the ribs. And I said, sure, go ahead. Turns out Mo's got his son has an 06 Cadillac DTS that is having a problem with one of the headlights, the HID headlamps, I think the right side, he said was constantly burning out and they were having issues and now it doesn't work at all. They plug in bulbs and there's no voltage. There's no nothing. It just doesn't happen. So I went through some steps and I explained how I would check it. And I took him into the shop and I went through the closet and I took out my, you guys know what I took out. I took out my round headlight. I said, this headlight draws seven and a half amps. I said, why don't you plug this into the connector before you get to the HID ballast for the headlight and see if it lights up. If it lights up, he says, well, I did it with my test light. My test light lights up. I said, yeah, but your test light is a little tiny bulb, and it takes maybe a quarter amp. I said, what do you think is harder to do, light up a quarter amp or seven and a half amps? And he said, well, seven and a half amps. I said, right. So why don't we use a big bulb? Why don't we actually put a physical load for current draw on the circuit, and let's see what it does? I said, yeah, that makes sense. So I took him through that, and I showed him a couple of things on how to hook it up. And then I got out a wiring diagram. And, you know, it made sense to him. I, w I went into uh, wiring and I, I pulled up a wiring diagram and I broke it out. And I said, here, let's break it out. I said, we know it's not the green wire. We know it's not the yellow wire. Not if they're lighting up. If that's good, we know we've got power to the HID ballast. So is the problem either in the headlamp housing? I said, could it be on the ground side? I said, they both share a common ground at G104, if I recall correctly. I said, but look at this connector here, C114. This one connector comes out separately from the headlamp assembly, and that's a ground connection wire all by itself. How do you know you don't have a bad connection there? Well, I know it's not bad, he said, because I took my test light, and I looked at him, and he went, yeah, you're right. It's only a quarter amp. I said, right. What does it take to draw? I said, if there's a little bit of corrosion in there, and we're trying to fire off an HID ballast, I said, voltage becomes critical. 
He said, you know, I really like the way you approach it. And I don't tell you this here today so I can pat myself on the back. I don't need that. I tell you this because I fix cars every day, every week. And, you know, I'm still learning. I think you'll stop learning how to fix cars when you're dead. I think that's about the time. Well, it's probably when you stop learning about life in general, right? Because you're always learning something. And that's okay. And, you know, I liked Mo. I, I really wanted to buy Matco tools when I was done talking to him because he was just a nice guy. And he really appreciated what I did. And I was really glad to do what I did. And, you know, I just want to give a quick shout out to him. I'm not sure if he's going to actually listen. I, you know, I told him, I said, he's from Albany, New York. I said, we're on the air up there on a couple of affiliates. I said, but you're always on the road. You never know what part of the country you're going to be in. I said, the easiest way for you to do it, if you can't be near a broadcast radio station, is to, you know, do it through a, uh, you know, do it through a podcast. And I explained to him, you just go Google search Ron and Anian podcast and, you know, half a dozen sources will come up and you can take it that way. And, you know, he said, I understand why you don't need any more tools. He says, I understand why you are like you are. And he said, I really appreciate your time. And um, I had more fun here than I've had in the other 10 shops that I've already visited today. And I, I get it, Mo. I understand. You know, my job is to fix cars. My second job is to explain it to you here. And that's that's what this is about. You know, it's 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 what Jeremy said. It's real. Okay. You know, we've had so many things go on in the shop this week alone that I actually have to write them down. I wrote a story here today that I was going to open with, and I'll probably go over the break, so I'll start it here, talking about buying a new car. You know, the logic of of, of how the vehicle owner thinks sometimes, the, the, the logic escapes me. I, I, I just don't get it. A longtime regular customer, Kathy, called the shop on Tuesday. No, not that Kathy. That's Research Kathy. She's... She's in a league all her own. Um, this was Kathy. This was another Kathy. And she wanted an oil change for her 2013 key. I said, yeah, no problem. I said, how about Thursday? So she said, okay. She dropped it off. And, you know, it's during the after business conversation of scheduling the appointment, she started to ask questions about replacing the car with new. You know, we had finished the job. We had done the oil change. And, you know, I kind of explained my approach. I said, you know, here's how I look at buying a new car. I said, first of all, you've got to buy something you can afford. I said, buying something with emotion, you know, if you can't afford it, you know, doesn't work. All right. But, you know, if you buy more car than you need, more than you can afford in five years time, you may find yourself behind the eight ball when it comes time to pay for the new one. Because, you know, you've always got to look at the next car. You're buying this car to get to the next car because there's always going to be a next car, God willing. Right. And you've got to be aware. And I told her, I said, this is a, this is a ripple. This is a trickle down effect in car ownership. You know, you know, it used to be where leasing a car was more economical. And I think it was, you know, it's expensive, but you know, if you're going to rotate a car around every five years, good way to look at it. She said, what do you think about if I buy another Kia? And listen, I think Kia and Hyundais are okay. I think they're a great five, six year car. You know, you get to year seven, eight, and nine. They get a little dicey. I know some of them really last a long time and some of them work really well, but I've also seen a lot of rattle traps that are seven, eight years old. And I see it in other brands, but, and maybe I'm a little jilted against Hyundai and Kia right now just because of all their engine problems that they're having. And, uh, you know, but they do fit a bill. I think, listen, I've got a couple of customers driving some 21s and 20s with some electronics on them that Toyota doesn't have, that Hyundai doesn't have at that price point, and uh, Honda doesn't have at that price point. And it's just, it's great. You know, 
and a lot of that information that I give you when I say they're great 100,000-mile cars, and I told this to Kathy, is because I listen to dealer techs, too. I've talked to dealer techs for Kia and Hyundai. It's interesting. When a dealer tech finds out you know, that I'm just not a repair shop owner, per se, but I'm that guy that does that national radio show. Everybody wants to talk to me, which is great, because I, I just sit there like a sponge, and I, I just soak up as much information as I can. And the dealer techs tell me the same thing. They say, look, Ron, we think they're great five-year, 100,000-mile cars. And after that, it just depends. It depends on how well they take care of it and how much they do. And the, the dealer techs tell me the biggest thing that they hear when they recommend services on an older Kia or Hyundai is the customer comes back and says, no, nah, it was a cheap car. I don't want to necessarily put a lot of money into it. I'll just drive it till it stops. And that's what gets them from year six to year 10 when it usually stops. Kathy didn't understand that, so I kind of had to put it into simpler terms. And the terms were, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the terms right after I come back from this pause because uh, it, it'll go on for a little bit. So let's pull over, take a quick pause. I'm Ron Anini in the car doctor. At, where am I? I'm at uh, <laughs> 855-560-9900, and I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your vehicle, baby. I'll take you anywhere you want to go. Vehicle not taking you where you want to go? Well, call Ron. He's the expert at making your vehicle take you where you need it. 855-560-9900. And now, back to Ron. I'm back. So, I'll finish real quick, you know, talking to Kathy about what kind of car to buy. And this is Jeremy's fault. Jeremy triggered this conversation from Washington. Jeremy, I love you, brother. I appreciated that email. Car ownership is like dating. It really is. All right? Because you got to be careful of what you choose and what you pick. You know, if you bring home an escaped convict with a gun and a knife hanging out of their back pocket and the cops are chasing him, well, you shouldn't be surprised when it doesn't work out. 
if you pick a bad car, you're going to have a bad car experience. You've got to look ahead when making a car purchase decision. You've got to be aware and be responsible and be realistic and perform reasonable maintenance. And you've got to know what you're going to have to do for a realistic expected lifespan of the vehicle. Because you want to, obviously, you want to keep the cops off the front porch. You know, you want to keep out of bad car jail. So you've got to look at the vehicle manufacturer's record. What's their track record? What kind of cars have they put out over the past five to six years? You can't go back 20 years. You can't go back 15 years because nothing is like it was 15 and 20 years ago. Everything's different. But it's so important to know what to buy and how long it'll last based on the vehicle manufacturer's track record. You don't want to buy a pig at a poke, you know, unless you don't mind it ending up as barbecue and you're the one that got skewered. So just be aware. Be mindful. Talk to your mechanic is my point. Ask them, what are they fixing? And that's important, right? Because if what you're going to buy, as I closed it out with Kathy that day at the counter at the shop, I said, am I going to work on it? She said, absolutely. I said, well, then here's what I recommend. Here's what we see the least amount of problems with as far as getting parts, information, accessibility. This is what you want. Hyundai Kia is in there. They're just, you know, I think there's some better choices right now. Uh, you know, I think everything's got its price point and their place in the market. So just be mindful. You know, buying a new car shouldn't just be rushing out and buying the first thing that you see. Be a little fussy. Um, you know, best advice I can give you. And the point of all this is the day you don't hear this radio show is the day I'm not at the shop. Because if I don't know this to do that, to give out that kind of information, I can't do it here as well. This radio show is real. Let's show you how real it is. Let's get over to Joe in Iowa, 22 Chevy Malibu. Joe, thanks for letting me go on that open. I appreciate it. How things out there, Iowa way? How can I help, sir? Um, Things are not bad here. No snow on the ground, and it's, uh, Timmy's just not bad. I'm not sure what it is, but it's it's not bad. It's, I think, around 30 or something, 33 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I love your program. Thank you, sir. Um, Yeah. So, I get a couple questions. So this 2022 Chevy Malibu is doesn't have no fuel cap on it. And, you know, I think that's – I don't quite understand how the reasoning why that is, you know, or why they designed it that way. But is there anything you could put on those? Um, do they make something available on the Internet or something? You can pop over the top of those little – neck sticking to keep it maybe more watertight or something no and they've got you know they've got a watertight seal that is an airtight seal joe it has to be all right they they still run evap monitors and they still run an evaporative emissions test they've had capless fuel tank necks probably the better part of geez 10 12 years maybe longer uh you know you'll see it you mm-hmm. saw it you saw it start out on a lot of ford products a million years ago and you've seen gm adopt it and a few other car companies adopt it they have an internal seal mm-hmm. uh they do work well they have a great expected lifespan you know we we don't change a lot of them not in the first you know eight years hundred thousand miles they're good uh a lot of the cars go to the mm-hmm. go to the graveyard with them on there 10 years hundred fifty thousand miles later so i i, I get mm-hmm. i get the concern uh, you should be able to, if you open your gas door, uh, you should try and see, can you push on your flap, all right? Because some of those flaps, most of the flaps were locking unless you put a gas nozzle in it. So you just can't push the flap open and pour something in or, you know, add water to it, et cetera. Um, you know, so there is there is some degree of security built in. Yours should be made that way. 
you know, for example, I can't just take my finger and push on the flap. I have to, if you look, there's two little tabs that, as the gas nozzle goes in, it spreads those tabs, and that unlocks a release mechanism, and that allows the flap to open to allow the gas to go into the vehicle. It's like a two- or three-step process, depending on perspective. Uh, you know, does anybody make a cover for it? Not that I'm aware uh, you know, doesn't mean mm-hmm. you doesn't mean you can't find anything. You know how you buy certain auto parts or certain things in you know Home Depot, for example, hoses with those little plastic covers on the end so that nothing gets inside the tube. I'm sure somebody, mm-hmm. if you were to measure the top of your filler neck, you know, if it's what probably two and a half, two and three quarter inches, I'm going to guess. Uh, you know, I'm sure somebody makes a a plastic cap or hat for that that you could you know, kind of pop on it if it if it makes you nervous, um, you know, and you're not going to affect okay. anything EVAP control-wise. But, you know, they yeah. that, that that is a well-sealed area. I know some of the technology looks looks weird to us as it when it first comes out, and not all of it works out. Some of it is weird, uh, you know, but you've got to realize mm-hmm. when, a, when a car company changes things, you know, there's a, there's a, 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 a legal concern. For example, all right, ABS brakes. Everybody gets nervous. They see the mm-hmm. ABS brake light come on, and rightfully so. You've lost a major safety feature of the car when the ABS lights on. But they always worry: Will mm-hmm. I have? Will I have regular brakes? Absolutely. All right, because the logic and the thought process becomes: Could you imagine what would happen? Stop and think: How many cars, General Motors? We'll talk about GM because you, you called up about a GM, right? How many cars does GM mm-hmm. sell in a year? Could you imagine if when the ABS light came on, you lost your regular brakes? How many people would end up in court standing in front of the judge going, what happened? I don't know. The ABS light came on and the brake pedal went to the floor. I couldn't figure it out. Uh, You know, somebody else would have owned GM by now. So, um, you know, that gas cap design may be a little different, but it'll work. You can cover it, like I said. Uh, Stay on the phone, Joe. When we come back, we'll get to the rest of your questions. I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Selena. Like, really, love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carla Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Ronnie, the car doctor. By the way, Tom correctly put up there on my message screen that I should point out that if you're looking for the podcast of this radio show, um, if you can't get it on a broadcast radio station, you can also find podcasting besides iHeart and all the traditional places, uh, cardoctorshow.com. I always I always forget about our website, Tom. Look at me. I just, uh, I'm forgetful. You're a naughty boy. Yeah, I'm a naughty boy. I just, I just do those things. I can't help it. So um, let me go back to Joe in Iowa. Joe, so you had a second part to your question. Did I answer your first part okay? Did, did that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so yeah, I'm just I'm not that not that familiar with uh, you know these newer cars and stuff, but it's got that you know feature where when you come to stop sign, the engine will want to stop, shut off and and so forth. Yep. Start. Of course, stop. you can disable it. Yep. Yeah, and you can disable it. But I'm, how does it that that starter turns that? I I know you've made a comment that that starter turns it over a lot quicker. Is it like a two speed starter on those cars, or what? What's the it's, deal on it's that? It's through gear reduction and a heavier electrical motor. Um, it's also it also comes at a higher price. That you know, if a traditional starter is two fifty to three hundred dollars, that mm-hmm. that start the average start stop car the starter there. Runs anywhere from fourteen to eighteen hundred dollars, so you hope they never go bad. Oh my god! Yeah, you hope you hope they never go yeah. bad. Um, you know, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. The, the price of technology. So um, yeah, so so is it? But when you start up the car uh, first time in the morning, we'll say, is it? Are we cranking at two different speeds, or is it just that the engine's warm and the oil's you know, warmed up and stuff that it cranks over quicker from a stop sign after it's warmed up or what? I, I don't understand that part. You know, Joe, I've never really looked at that. That's a really great question. Is it, is there, I, it's not a two speed starter. It's only one speed. How do they regulate speed? Okay. I, be, I believe they've got a flow. They've got to change something. You know, I have to look at that. I really got to look at that, Joe. I've never really mm-hmm. thought of that. Uh, you know, is it just a one speed yeah. starter that cranks at one consistent fast rate? Um, because they do tell us that a start-stop car will crank the engine over. Uh, you know that starter spins at eleven hundred RPM or some crazy. I remember the. I can't remember if it was in class a while ago. Um, but I'll look at that. I'll tell you uh-huh. what. My promise to you, I'll look into that and I'll talk about it next week. How's that? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, that sounds great. Um, because yeah, how, how does that apply? I will tell you this: the viscosity of the oil. And using the correct oil, you know, some people will want to use a thicker oil in some cars because the old school way of, hey, let's do a thicker oil and, uh, you know, we'll cut down on oil consumption as the car ages. You can't do that on start-stop mm-hmm. because the viscosity of the oil on a cold winter morning in Iowa is going to affect how fast mm-hmm. that engine cranks over. Right, and, right. And, and, yeah, it's and, it's z- zero twenty. they recommend, I, I think, right, on it. So, right, and that's all you can really I, use. I 
Yeah. Do you have enough time for another question? Sure, go ahead. Three for a nickel, then I got to go. Okay. So it's got the one five four-cylinder turbo. I'm not familiar with, I've never had a car with a turbo. Hopefully it's going to keep running okay, you know, in that turbo. But, and it's, of course, got continuously variable transmission, too. I don't know if you want to make any comments on both of those. Well, turbos, to me, I'm not a, I'm, you know, I'm not a fan of turbos because what I've seen from maintenance, as a maintenance perspective, as they age, they get to be expensive. And I've seen yeah. turbocharger repairs on seven and eight year old vehicles at a hundred thousand miles be prohibitive to want to repair the vehicle, and it it forces the wow. vehicle owner into gee I guess I have to go out and buy another car now or I'm going to put four thousand dollars into this one, and that's a that's a tough number to to handle it at a at a seven year hundred thousand mile mark. You know, I, I've just oh, seen yeah. them create too much additional cost. I understand why the manufacturers do it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. as long as the turbos hold up, though, we don't have to deal with it. So there's this is a new, what I'll consider a third generation of turbocharger in the current crop of vehicles being sold here in the States. And the turbos mm-hmm. seem to be holding up better. Uh, Toyota just switched most of their car line over to turbo, for example. We're hoping for good things from mm-hmm. them. GM has done the same thing. Ford has done the same thing. We're hoping for good things. We'll see. I don't have a definitive answer yet because not enough time has gone by. As far as the CVT trans, I think the mm-hmm. fault or the failure of CVT transmissions in the past has been this added this idea from the manufacturers of never changing fluid. And, you know, it's lifetime fluid. It lasts forever or until the trans breaks. And it seems, again, mm-hmm. that that trans seems to fail in the 100 to 150,000 mile mark right around the time when it's time to go replace the car. Well, I guess we'll replace the car, put $7,000 worth of transmission in it. So go back to where we started the show today, right? If enough is good, more mm-hmm. is better, and too much is just enough. I'm still a believer in preventative maintenance. I'm still a believer in fluids as the lifeblood. And where you can do it reasonably, where you can do it without it being cost prohibitive. And I say that because, for Mm -hmm. example, changing transmission fluid on certain Jeep and Chrysler applications can be six, seven hundred dollars because of the cost of the fluid and the filter and the pan is part of the filter assembly. And it just it's it, it just it becomes ridiculous after a while, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was going to say, you know, for a country that's on a, a charge of making everything green and environmentally friendly, we mm-hmm. we don't seem to be making cars to last longer, just be better while they last. And then when they're done, we go buy another car. I don't know. Just just mm-hmm. something I've observed. So I, I question yeah. a lot of what we're doing here. You had one more comment, Joe, and then I got to go. Oh, well... Yeah, so you, you you were just you would suggest changing that transmission fluid when you get a hundred thousand miles or something on it. Or? I I think I'd look at changing that trans fluid when it's got fifty. I think that's a 50, good I, yeah okay. fifty to sixty. I think that's a good number. And I'll tell you why. You're going to do a thirty thousand mile service. You're going to do a sixty thousand mile service. You're going to do a ninety thousand mile service. All right. At fifteen mm-hmm. at fifteen thousand miles, you're going to do a tire rotation, maybe air and cabin filters. Somebody's going to physically go over the car, tighten front end bolts, make sure nothing's falling off, and things like that. At thirty, you're going to do all those things, and you're going to do some form of a fuel system cleaning. All right. At sixty, okay. you're going to do all those things, and then maybe get into some of the other fluids. By then, the car will probably be five six years old. 
we'll change coolant early. Don't tell anybody I told you to do that. But I, you know, <laughs> everything's got a life cycle, right? Uh, you know, everything's yeah. about. And you know, the other side of that is a lot of what the car companies do. It's marketing. Hey, Joe, you don't have to do anything to your car for the first 100,000 miles. Isn't that great, Joe? The car runs forever. The car runs till 100,000 miles. They don't tell you at 110. Yeah. If you, don't, you know, they don't tell you at 110 how you're going to be buying another car. Joe, I can answer the question and, and probably sum it up best this way. How much was your 2022 mm-hmm. Chevy Malibu? What did it cost? Um, it listed for 23.4. Okay. What'd you pay so for it? It's a, it's not, not a real expensive car. Right. So you paid. But that, that's a standard vehicle. All right. Um, Standard vehicle price, so I'm just. But um, so five years from now, what do you, you think know, that vehicle is going to cost? I bet you that vehicle is going to be oh, forty. I, I bet you it's going to be forty if you can even buy a gas-powered vehicle five years from now at the rate they're going. So take care of what you got, yeah. right? You know, mom always told yeah, you, I'm, Joe, when when you when mom bought you those pair of sneakers when you were a kid, she said, "Take care of your shoes; they'll last you a long time." Right? Same thing. Oh yeah, different different model. Yeah. It's, it's got four sneakers. It's got four tires on it. So, Joe, I got to go. I enjoyed the chat. You be well out there, Iowa way, and uh, stay safe. Enjoy your Malibu. I'm Ron Annie in the car, Doctor. I'll be back. Don't go away. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Let's go over to, let's go to Greg in Florida. Gregory, waiting there very patiently, sir. I appreciate your time. How can I help? Hey, good afternoon. Uh, I've got a 2011 Chevy Impala, and I was driving along on the highway, and the uh, transmission acted like it went into neutral. The engine raced, and I had to coast to a stop. I coasted over to the side of the road, and when I stopped it, 
the transmission locked back in and it drove. Okay. And it, it's still driving, but now the uh, speedometer bounces and it shifts hard. Okay. So anybody try to diagnose anything here or take a look at anything or any repair attempts yet? No. All right. Is the is besides the speedometer acting goofy? Does the odometer seem like it's working, or you haven't driven it enough to notice? I think the odometer's working okay. properly. Okay, or at least it's working, right? But the but the speedometer is clearly it jumps around. It's skewed. It's not a, it's not a smooth operation like it once was. It's just bouncing like five miles per hour on the uh, dial. Okay. It probably has a fault in the vehicle speed sensor. So what, what, what somebody's got to do is somebody has to scan this for codes. And when I say that, not necessarily with an OBD2 scanner, but we want something that's going to scan your make model. All right? My, my best guess from my seat here is you're going to find a trouble code P0722. 722 indicates a, a, a condition where the vehicle speed sensor is not reporting proper information to or the transmission control module, which is what's getting the signal from the VSS, is not necessarily interpreting it correctly. Um, This is sort of like when two people that speak two different languages, English and Spanish, let's say, one speaks English and the other one speaks Spanish, but they both don't speak the same thing. There's a translator. There has to be a translator in between the two of them. Somebody's not talking to somebody properly, and as a result, the trans control module doesn't know how to operate the trans. So it, it keeps it going, and it, it'll get you home, but it's just not going to be able to operate efficiently. My, my advice would be get it looked at right away, because if you continue to drive it in this reduced mode of operation, you're, you, you could hurt something long-term and, and create a, a more expensive repair. How long has this, yeah. been, how long has this been going on? Uh, it happened a little over a week ago, but I haven't driven it much since then. I've, uh, quit, I've just driven it a couple of short trips. And okay. So I, yeah, and I'm afraid to drive it. I don't want to tear it up. Right. How many miles are on the car? 151,000. Right. So the first problem you're going to have is the repair shop's going to want to put a trans in it. Just, just, uh-huh. so, just so you know. And and I think it, I think it already had one put in it before I got it. It looks like it's been out. Okay, so the question is, well, and oh, so you bought the car used, right? All right, and do you have any of that documentation? Maybe there's extended warranty on the transmission. Maybe, maybe. No, it's an old police car. Gotcha. Okay, so then the other the other question I would have is. You know, depending on their diagnosis, and I don't want to—I don't want to tamper with their diagnosis because, depending on what they find, maybe replacing the trans is the best way to go. But I just want to caution you on—I just don't want somebody to look at it and go, "Well, it's 12 years old. I don't—you know—let's just put a trans in it." I don't know that that's a valid diagnosis. I want—I want a code scan. I want to talk about. I want to hear them talk about data a little bit. Hey, you know, uh, uh, Greg, we looked at we looked at and we saw that the speedometer wasn't reading correctly coming out of the trans output speed sensor. Input speed sensor was right, but the vehicle speed sensor reading is erroneous. You know that kind of a thing. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I'm listening. Okay, I was going to say, you know, you can take a scan tool. You can take a a, a, a tablet or a, a scan tool. And hook up to that car and and read vehicle speed sensor signal output. 
and, and see how smooth it is. Now, it's not the best way. Normally, it would be done with a lab scope, but for what we're trying to do here, I think just our purposes of interpretation, I would graph it, put it in graph mode. Is, is it a smooth transitional graph, high and low? I got a feeling it won't be. But the first step of this diagnosis is going to be to start with a code scan, transfluid level, what color is it, you know, what condition is the transfluid, and then start to look at the car overall and say, you know, what kind of money is it worth to put into this? And, you know, how much longer do you plan to keep it? If you plan on keeping it, maybe now's the time to put a trans in it while you can still get parts for it. And you've got to weigh that out, too, right? Uh, because it's, it's, it's no spring chicken. It's 12 years old. So, all right. Okay, so if it's the uh, speed sensor uh, that requires removing the transmission to replace it, no, but it could it could be speed it it's could be speed sensor related. All right, this could be a wiring issue. This could be a problem in the trans controller. Let me say it like this: vehicle speed sensor is inside the trans, comes out of two wires. All right, it comes out on terminals forty-one and sixteen, uh, and it's a it's a white and a yellow wire, if I remember correctly. Um, two wires, and they feed up to the trans control module. If it could be a problem with the sensor, it could be a problem with the connector, it could be a problem with the wiring, it could be a problem with the trans control module itself. Usually it was the vehicle speed sensors that failed, all right? But, you know, they've, they've got to look at this, all right? They've got to look okay. at this and make a determination. It could be one of those four things, and it could be internally in the trans that the trans can't drive the vehicle speed sensor correctly anymore. All right? I got to go, Greg. I'm up against the clock. Do that. If you have any more questions, you know where to find me. I'll be glad to answer them. 855-560-9900. Ron and Annie, the car doctor. I'll be back right after this. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so. Exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 
You know, I, I opened today talking about, you know, how I'm, I'm always going to be a repair mechanic for you guys. I'm always going to be here to talk about cars because things I do in the shop and uh, what happens to me on a regular weekly basis gets transmitted out here over the airwaves. And that's true in the news that we report, right? You know, we, we get up here and we talk about things that happened in the, in the news this week. Like, for example, the New York Times today just announced that the Biden administration is expected to move ahead on a major oil project in Alaska. The decision will allow an enormous $8 billion drilling project in the largest expanse of pristine wilderness in the United States. So it looks like the administration is considering starting oil leasing up in the north slope of Alaska. I'm not, you know, I'm not generating this. I'm just reading the news. And I say this to you because I want to stress the point for the listener that wrote in and said he heard last week's show and he heard us talking about electric vehicles with Satwinder and some of the other comments about Sat, uh, electric vehicles with Chuck Kincaid and, you know, as if we were making up the news. And his decision was, and I can say this now because he's not listening to the show anymore, as that's what he promised me, he'd never listen to the show again because we're too much of an EV show. You know what? We're just reporting the news. Here's what's happening. Be aware. Don't stick your head in the sand. All right? Just be aware of what's going on around you, and that's all this radio show is. I'm just trying to educate you. I get education. You get education. It's an even exchange. So just be aware. But I'll always be here for you because that's what I love doing. And I'm Ron Anini and The Car Doctor, and I'm reminding you one more time, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.